Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and as I'm prone to say, whenever I'm feeling a little too clear in the head and need to get back to making back-to-back misplays, <laughs> Rosebud Light. Huh? Squee McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with one real port. Oh, I'm bringing the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, well, with the start of the Amonkhet Naga Basketball Association, otherwise known as the ANBA, he caught a tail <laughs> to the eye, is now crying for a technical foul. Oh, oh how topical. How nice. Yeah. I don't know what any of that means, but I love it. Sports ball, y'all. Sports ball. Thank you for turning into your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy Cole. Yeah, yeah. Head over to NPGCCA.org and vote for CMD Tower for any category you think we're worth voting for, which is probably. Yeah, I would say like a solid zero, maybe one like worst podcast. But we are still we are we are we are still going to sneak into the top five of one category. I'm calling it right now. Look, if we get any awards, we should also get an award for most surprising podcast to win an award. <laughs> We're going to start off the top of the castle latest in Carnage that ensued with 45. So the game I want to talk about was actually extremely topical. Ooh. I didn't get to win. Uh, I definitely died. Um, I, I did get to win one game uh, that was actually pretty cool. Uh, Tuck, you'll love this. I was doing that uh, Orzov uh, Silver Quill oh, deck sure. again, mm -hmm. upgraded. And it was me, Sir Nathan, and the Goad. And uh, I was just, I mean, once again, once you get uh, your commander out there, it's kind of yeah. hard for people to stop you. Yes. And so, I mean, I was just, she was getting huge. I think at one point she was like a 13, huge. 13, um, just smacking huge. people for damage. Um, and so I ended up like, it basically was going to be, I'm going to win probably within the first couple these next couple turns. And the goad is like, well, let's see how this works and <laughs> taps all of this mana and tries to torment a hailfire for like 25 or mm -hmm. something. Nice. Um, so I Teferi's protection and then <laughs> oh, they skip. Yes. Oh, one of my favorite things. Uh, that is I love when people tap all their mana cause the whole table just kind of like puckers your butthole and you're like, oh, right. Something's going wrong here. Yeah. Um, but the game I want to actually talk about, it was a five-person game. We started at 2.30 or 3.30, and I believe we were saying this is probably going to be the last game of the day mm -hmm. um, because we were at a weird number. Marketing Ross was here. He had left. Uh, we were waiting for the Godfather. He still hadn't shown up yet. I think he was still sleeping. And so it was like, okay, well, let's at least get another game in. We'll do a five-pod and... Um, you know, we'll just we'll just make that the last game. Whatever. Not a big deal. And so it's me, the goad, Sir Nathan, Day Two, and Duffman. Um and let's just say the game ended in about forty minutes. Wow. Like Forty five minutes. So you'd say you, you uh, enjoyed it. I mean it makes sense. Your time it makes frame, right? I was gonna say, I thought this was gonna be another one of your one of your long winded stories of how five player games go on for four hours. But I no, forgot. You, I no. forgot. You're, I forgot who you're playing with um, in the forest <laughs> yeah, and Duff uh, realms. I, and I, I don't know if uh, Tuck, you ever got to play against the Squee. I know you haven't seen it yet. Um, but uh, Sir Nathan actually has this mono red Torolf deck. Did you get to see that at your going away party? I don't. I don't think so. Okay, so Torolf is that new one from Kaldheim that, like, whenever creatures receive excess damage, Torolf can point yes, it right. at a uh, player. Well, uh, let's just say the board had a lot of creatures, and Sir Nathan had Tor had Stuffy Doll pointed at Day oh, Two, excellent. and Torolf had Indestructible, I believe, and he ended up doing some red or he did Blasphemous Act, I yeah. think, on everything. Me and day two got it in an argument because uh, I, I was a little tipsy and I forgot this is how it works. But did you know with Torolf and any damage beyond uh, any two damage or higher uh, on Stuffy Doll that it goes infinite and just kills the person? Because I did not realize that. I guess that does so, make sense. So my yeah. head, 
Yeah, so my head went to, if, if it starts with 13 on Stuffy Doll, that means there's 12 excess, and then that could, you know, <clears throat> then turn into 11, then turn into 10, and then maybe right. it gets reducted to one. But then day two reminded me that, no, the first time the damage hits, it reduced toughness to zero, and then it's always zero. So then everything's always excess, and then it oh. just literally loops through and never stops. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the, um, the rules. So he... he yeah, so he did it, killed day two, killed Duff, killed me, uh, and then he spared the goad. Uh, spared not because he goad. thought, you know, that he likes the goad. He just, he was the one, the yeah. odd man out, left him alive. Uh, turns out the goad won the game. <laughs> uh, it, it went yeah. on, like, uh, probably another, I think, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. But yeah, the goat ended up winning through damage. And the funny thing is at the very end, the goat continually said, I didn't win that game. Sir Nathan gifted Love me that a game. A real gift of estates. Wow, you could say he was, oh man, now I got to go back to our character types. What character type was he? The gifter? <laughs> no, no, no. Do we need, no, to, no, put, do, do, do we need to, the time traveler's wife. Do we need to put that on the list? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Wait. I just got that. Yeah, well done, yeah, well done. Decent, wow, decent. a decent, a liter. Hold on, we all need to take a deep breath here. A literary <laughs> pun joke from Mr. Combo, <laughs> who I'm not sure has read a book since a senior English lit. That was incredible. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't even no, read no, a book then. Back then, my man. <laughs> oh, that spark was notes. that was chef's kiss. We'll call it a deep pull. All right. Well, uh, Squee, have you been able to play any games recently? I've been able to do anything. I've been at work seven days a week for the last month. Anyways, hi. Nice to be here. <laughs> oh, God. We we're just getting murdered out there. There's so many people that want beer, and there's so many people that don't want to get hired to work in a place. It's a, it's, it's a really weird situation. Like, we're trying to hire people so actively, but... Nobody will take it because they're all still on unemployment. Yeah, it's weird. I was gonna, I, well, I hear that's going away. Very I don't want to. I don't. We're so, gonna have like a thousand people at the front door on that next day. They'll be like, "Yeah, we need a job. We demand jobs." I my uh, my overall mental. But don't drug test us because we'll all test positive. My overall mental state has been much better since I moved out here, but unfortunately, my nihilism about societal collapse is at an all-time high. Oh, so well, good. You know that sounds like a normal tech. Yeah. All right. Well, Tuck, have you been able to play any games? I have. Um, I have wormed my way into a group that sort of existed, but I'm hoping to take over shortly where we do rotations. Wow. Just, <laughs> yeah. just coming in as the, uh, the hoping to come in and be a parasite. It's, uh, and take it's over. pretty much like everything I want a game night to be. It's during the week. It's outdoors and a and at a brewery. So we're, so now we're, we're rotating gonna have to breweries. Ask, are you going to call these game nights? No, 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 no. Um, well, actually, no. We're it's like a helter skelter, right? We're like Charlie Manson took it, and I'm you two and Bono and say Charlie took it. Now we're taking it back. That's skelter. Like, anyway, that, that's not uh, what I was looking for. I was looking for a suck it, Jimmy. It's been a long time. I thought oh, it has been. Line. So, um, I have I've I've struggled with my Silvala deck for a long time. And it was a little bit too meat and potatoes. So I decided to go all meat, all potatoes, and have successfully converted it into a Ruxa patient professor, creature with no abilities, tribal deck in mono green. Oh God. <laughs> and the funny part was there I was playing with uh, three new guys, uh, Josh, Josh, Jonathan, and Mark. And Jonathan was someone who clearly knew what he was doing. Um, like he it, it was clear to me he played a while, so I kept playing these like three three for threes or like seven threes for six with no abilities um and the deck kept working i miscalculated because i wanted to get to game two and killed the wrong person and died but mm -hmm. on the second game we got to play i finally got the cards i needed for my tashiro spellslinger deck and i had every black player's wet dream i had first turn swamp ritual necropotence oh that decision cost me the entire game. <laughs> really? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because I didn't think I didn't think through the ramifications. First off, I drew like twenty cards, which got me to a low enough life total to get killed over time. Right? I did like I didn't do the like necro twenty. But the problem oh, okay. the problem is I realized like playing it that early, I was like drawing cards, but like 
I would be like, okay, I'm going to discard two lands and this like instant and sorcery yeah. spell. Also, right? everybody Which hates is, you because you're just drawing that many right, cards but the, but the problems, the problem was, I always forget this on Necropotence because it usually doesn't matter that when you discard a card, it's gone for the rest of the game. So every turn, I had to choose yeah. like three or four instants in my hand to try to bin. And I'm going on record here. Um, and if you guys are listening, I told you to listen to this wednesday uh i'm officially going against anything i've ever believed in i'm cutting necropotence from a oh. mono black deck i'm finally wow. doing it wow it's the first time wow. i've ever done that in my entire life um but yes that i could, think that I could think even be, be topical ones. in the plane chase here interesting Ooh. and also uh, yes. Tuck, i have so many questions about your new play group i want to know how many times you said i'm just playing cards i'm not doing anything not uh, not once you know <laughs> What are you doing to, to break the new group into your current politician playstyle? Um, I did. I, I definitely got called out for playing the politics game. Yeah. I definitely, okay, had, I definitely, had, I definitely identified like people. Aware group of people. I definitely got. I definitely. It was immediately aware to me who could be picked on from a political angle, and I tried <laughs> to figure out how to best get in there. Um, but no, like they, the group I played with mostly played fair decks. Someone they they played mostly varietals of um, upgraded precons across the board from the recent sets. So I mean, it was just like honest. It was literally just like, you know like hard nose edh slam magic it was great i had a great time okay well that's gonna wrap up 40 life at a dash now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse what's the plane chase today we are continuing a trend that has fallen off but don't worry we've scheduled it to come out into regular intervals our 2021 uh color standards today we are talking about the color black so just as a refresher we feel and define standards as cards that can go into a healthy amount of any deck that can run the color but does not need it in every single deck so, for example, today we are discussing mono black standards, which means that the cards are only black in the color identity, but we feel can be run in a chef's table, if you will, of decks that run black in them. Okay. So, uh, all right. For me, just as like a, as we're kind of thinking through this, this was actually kind of difficult because black has so many cards that are staples in the format. Yeah, it was a little while yep. looking through the list. I was just like, every yes. single one of these, good gravy. <laughs> so I, um, I, I did, I did kind of narrow down the list a little bit and getting back into a forgotten but not redacted trope of something that's a little greasy something that's a little slimy and something that's a little sweaty as well as a few um also ran so yes this also, was nice use of trope good lexicon nice thank you very much i've been told i have a rich vernacular um so Ooh. um this was this was the one so far that was the hardest for me by country mile uh, Mr. Combo, did you find similar difficulties in trying to find these things maybe in the edges or just trying to figure out if it's a staple or a standard? Yeah, so uh, I think with some of the cards that we will talk about, because I'm going to talk about some, mm -hmm. uh, you, you would argue that they're staples. I, I, I feel the same I would because actually, there's so many good ones. Yeah, but I think for my opinion, they're not because of what they enforce play style wise ah, okay so i think a good example i was not here for i believe it was the mono white staples mm -hmm. i believe that's where mr bevers yes, filled correct. in for me correct uh you know swords to plowshare path to exile are two easy examples that i think no matter what your deck's trying to do you should always yeah, have it in there right yeah. but some of the cards that i may talk about today you don't have to run it because it it somewhat incites a more aggressive play style. Yes. So yes. I think, okay. So I think that's where the mono black and the mono blue standards are going to have that kind of argument to where some cards, like in mono blue, like a Ristic study, you may say, well, that's a staple. You should have it in every deck, but it incites a different, more yes. aggressive, competitive gameplay. Yeah. So that's a reason a yeah. lot of people leave that out of decks. I'm not trying to be that guy that's doing it. 
So I think that's where these two colors, because the cards are so powerful, you can have the argument that they're actually more standard. Yeah. Not every deck needs it. But how in like mono white, you kind of almost need yeah, Swords of Plowshares or list of cards in mono white that have yes. There's no reason yes. not to run it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, um, I think I feel like we're going to run into the same issue with mono green standards uh, oh later God. this year. Uh, but Squeed, did you, I assume you had I assume you had somewhat similar issues when choosing these. Yeah, I did, and I, I at least in my opinion, and we'll get there. But like, I think I only chose one card that I would argue is on the fringe of being like a staple, right? Like it has to be in every deck that runs black. Um, and even then, it's it, it's still shaky. The, the other two, I had more fun thinking because, like you said, there's so many cards in mono black that are impactful in a broad range of ways. But also to Mr. Combo's point, there are some cards that are super impactful in a smaller amount of ways. Like you can't use them in every single black deck, but you can use right. them in a couple very targeted pigeonhole decks and they are just slam dunks. So, totally. um, yeah, I, I, I did struggle with this. It, it was really tough for me because, oh man, like, and, and I'll use these examples and maybe we talk about, maybe we don't, don't even ask it or tell me. Diabolic Wait, I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna stop your, oh, okay, all right. Like, I was like, so, stop to right me, there. that is a fantastic card, but it's four mana and it's a little bit clunky yeah. at times. So like, even that would, I would say maybe a staple standard. Nah. I couldn't really decide which. Now, did we all follow the big tuck grading scale of greasy, slimy, sweaty? I did. Hell I no. did. Okay, excellent. Um, for the two of us that did, just as a reminder, greasy, it slides right into your deck. Slimy, uh -huh. you kind of have to make a choice. It's a little, right. it's got a little, right. it's got a little fun good. to it. Yeah. It feels and pretty then, good, but, but not quite and, right. And then sweaty, you need to double sleeve it because there are going to be drops on it. So I'll go first. <laughs> um, my first black color standard and again this is taught this is hard but i just compared to the cards that i have this is my greasiest pick out there i think grave titan fits into a lot of decks that run black yeah. so it's right like that's what i'm saying like, right it's it's right it, on the edge i will say it's dripping that is dripping it's weird it's kind of weird right so for this one this was an easy choice for me so maybe it's not the easiest greasiest choice over so grave time for those playing the home game is four colors black black for creature giant death touch um that's a six six so mythic Whenever Grave Titan enters the battlefield or attacks, create two, two black zombie creature tokens. So the reason why I said this is a greasy pick is because I feel that a lot of car, a lot of decks that are running black either are kind of combat focused, right? Especially when you get into like the three color pair or yeah. they need ways to defend themselves because they're like kind of spell slinger, that sort of thing, or kind of need an easy win. And in my opinion, every by single the way, time- this card's $11? Oh, that's that's chump change compared to what it used to be. Oh no! Yeah. Um. So for me, the fact that Grave Titan comes down as a six six death touch and gives you two two twos, two two twos, uh, two, 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 two two twos, every um, immediate on cast for six mana. Not only do you now have an immediate, you have a threat on the board. You have great mm -hmm. blockers, and you also have a recursive effect in the, in the sense that as soon as it starts attacking, it's getting its creatures back. So, for example, um, when I was changing the Tashiro deck into Spellslinger from like kind of mono black good stuff, this still kept, this still made the grade because this is a high end threat that's a creature that can block and also replace itself. Yeah, um, it it has some utility to it. Honestly, I can't imagine it would be anywhere close to this amount of money if it didn't say zombie tokens. <laughs> uh versus any other any other type but sure um my only turn off for this is it is it's six mana which sure yeah it, it's not going to come out quick it's not going to get you an early game advantage but i do agree with you where this is a like with death touch and people kind of underestimate death touch a lot of times because nobody attacks you when you have death touch so that's a big right um but yeah, I, I I'll give you sweaty. I'll give you super sweaty. No, no, this is greasy. Yeah, I, this is this, this greasy? one for me is oh, greasy. No, this is not greasy. No, this oh, is no. super so? sweaty. So this is super sweaty. So here, so here's the thing: is I'm I'm looking over at all my decks uh, that run black, and 
out of all of them, I would only run it Grave Titan specifically in my uh, Demir Zombie deck. Right. My Demir Arami deck. Ooh, that'd be good And uh, Yarok, actually. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's on ETB as well, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. So I think those are the only three decks I would honestly run it in. I wouldn't run it in Planeswalkers. Which makes sense. I mean, I guess I guess I could run it in Pelucranos, but it doesn't really do anything special in there. Wouldn't run it in my God deck. Wouldn't run it in my competitive deck. Wouldn't run it in uh, my uh, Selenia Dark Angel deck. I wouldn't run it in Kalia. Um, I wouldn't run it in Lord Windgrace. So, I mean, I have so many black decks that are all different archetypes that yeah. I don't think I would run it in more than two of them. It's a good card. I, think, yeah. I just don't know if it's like, ha, huh, mono I, uh, blacks and my color right. identity. Grave Titan. Should I? I can see. I can see where your. I can see where your head's at, Mister Combo. And I think it's also because your decks mostly, most across the board, are very specialized, right? And to me, this is like more of like a generic kind of like win more or good stuff card right i'll take generic that, like this to me feels like you had 120 cards in your deck you needed to cut it down to 100 and this is probably 110 and that's why for me that's me. why for me it's like greasy because it's like kind of on the generic side of things it's not that exciting that's why but greasy i thought uh, yeah, greasy scale supposed, was supposed to, be, to like, be like super powerful yeah like oh, yeah dumb, exactly sweaty. no i all right, i, I all see right, this okay. so i see you this just, as you just like, argued against yourself no, it's like it's dripping <laughs> with sweat see this but like that's yes. this this for me okay all right fair enough all right in retrospect <laughs> I, I will i will sweat i will swap my sweating greasy how about okay. that okay all right we'll take okay. That there you go mr combo your first pick all right. Well, I mean, I guess you could put mine in these categories. I don't do this silly nonsense. Because you're a coward. I leave that up to my co-hosts. Uh, I am a coward. Hashtag blessed. I don't know why I did that. Uh, but my, but my quote-unquote greasy. Whenever you have black in your color identity, it's it's pretty meat and potatoes. And this is kind of where I was talking about earlier. It's any of the tutors, demonic, diabolic, oh, sure. empiric, okay. grim. Okay. You, yeah. there's no reason to not run them, but the reason I don't consider them staples is because tutors incite a different gameplay. Mm -hmm. So some people literally, like I have demonic tutors sitting in binders that I just don't put in decks that run black. Cause it's like, I don't need it. Yeah. And I don't want this deck to have that yeah, This feel. deck's fun. So, this is not um, a like, go find one card, put it on the battlefield. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And, and so for anyone who's not familiar, most of the tutors, demonic and diabolic, one's uh, colorless black, the other one's two black, uh, two colorless. And both of them just say sorcery speed, go search your library put a card into your hand yeah. that's it vampiric is a single black uh you pay two life instant speed and it goes to top of library and grim tutor is basically vampiric at sorcery mm -hmm. speed without the life loss yep. i believe grim, tu grim tutors um, grim tutors Grim tutors, okay. is it still the light colorless loss? black? Grim tutors, colorless black black tutor for a card, put it into your hand, and then shuffle your library. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. So it's a three. Yet. So I think vampiric, um, all of them, the 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 differentiator would be all of them except for vampiric tutor put it to hand for different costs, um, and vampiric tutor puts it on at different costs at sorcery speed. Vampiric tutor is the only instant that puts it on top of your library. Also, outside of blue, so, just a shocking number of pure tutors that you have available in <laughs> mono black yeah and there's other ones where you like you tutor whenever you sacrifice a creature yeah. and just a bunch of other mm -hmm. stuff so really kind of at the core of this tutors help solve issues in game for whatever you want sure is there a problematic board and you need a, uh, a board wipe you can go grab it uh do you need a blocker do you need ramp do mm. you need a tutor for a land Ooh, actually i'm gonna, uh, coin this. I'm gonna you call do... tutors a negative one card takes your deck down to 98 each one and goes further well, technically it's negative two because you have the tutor and then yeah. the card that gets the oh there tutor. you go i'll take negative two that's even better there you go uh so there's no reason to not run them in decks and the reason i like these unlike necropotence hopefully no one talks about that uh is it has black 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 in its color identity and it, once you start to get to three four and five colors having multiples of the color that you need it becomes real tough yeah, so the fact that the most black investment you have to make with any of the black tutors is two black makes it a lot more palatable and you know you could do it for anything you need um it's just I like that general flexibility, and I think 
even though it incites a more aggressive gameplay, you can put tutors in your deck and not have it be an aggressive deck if you do the higher CMC black tutors yeah, yeah. like a you're, diabolic, you're diabolic for sure. or yeah. you do the conditional ones where you have to and, sacrifice a creature. Mm -hmm. Those are ones that will not make your opponents like, oh God, they're tutoring. It's like, oh, <laughs> he did just spend all of his mana and lose well, a creature. Yeah. To we, go we've, also, we've also made the joke before many times where Mr. Combo demonic tutors for land on turn two because that's <laughs> yeah. the only play that he has available. So yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're, de they're definitely um, they're definitely on the greasier side of things, but I think running them within reason does definitely make them a standard. Uh, okay, sweet. Your uh, gr this is your greasy pick then. My greasy pick. All right. Well, I had to go with the greasiest boy I could find in mono black. If you ask me, dark ritual card is oh. an absolute banger. Interesting. It's, it's not a staple. It's not. You don't need this in every I'll run single this in deck. A single deck. Well, you should. Yeah. Um, dark ritual first first turn like. You just shuffle till you get one and enjoy yourself. You're going to have a great game. Um, Dark Ritual is a banger. It's it For those playing the home game, one black, add three mana to your mana pool. So you get this first turn, you do that, you play potentially a commander, you play whatever ramp cards you need, you play your mana rocks first turn that you don't have to wait second, third turn to get. And or... The other thing I really like about this card, which is kind of to Mr. Combo's point here just a minute ago, is a lot of cards that you would consider not staples but standards have a couple more black pips in them. And this is a mana fixer also. It's not just a ramp card because it gives you three black mana. So you can play a Necropotence. You can play your Season of the Witch, whatever the case may be. There, There's these cards that you can then first turn drop down an absolute banger and shut people down. So I think this is a standard. I don't think it's a staple. Some cards and some decks just have enough money to ramp past what this is generally doing for you. But for the next to no money and the amazing amount of printings of this card, you can find one and use it in a lot of decks. I hear you. I I don't run it in a single deck. I think you're nuts. Even my mono black deck. I, I don't know. That's, okay, that's now, that. I, I believe there is a I believe there is a black Spellslinger deck that uh, Tuck and Tomer were talking Tashiro. about. Tashiro, it's what I just talked uh, about. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe oh. that one, you know, there's an argument because it actually uses it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I have a few copies and then they just sit in I can't believe you don't have like this in mono black. This, this for me is like immediate mono black, put it in. Cause like this could turn, this is turn two uh, caretaker every game potentially when you draw it. I just and see then this, you're off to especially the in commander like this is such an easy way to get a four drop five drop commander out first turn second turn. Uh, Tuck, no, that's a turn three. Uh, is it try. five? Is it five or four? I always forget. Yeah, it's, it's five. five. Still, right? Either or it's way, like a like, turn one this, mana this, rocks. This yes, the whole turn, which in commander, as we've talked about, is getting faster and faster. This is. Hey, I think I think beautiful. I think we uh, I think we've also reached a new climax in the pants boy oh my. of of amount of functional reprints of this deck so i can't filter it down but <laughs> currently this card has been reprinted 44 individual times and the best stat Jeez. of that is i'm looking at four of them are in gold border so that's when you know it's a great card all yeah, right, moving right along. yeah that is proof as a greasy staple it's been printed 45 times so um, I uh, I'll go on to what I would refer to as my slimy pick because it doesn't it's it's you got a little bit more work with it but this has been a card that's been reprinted that's been printed recently that to me has just been bonkers so I think Malakir Rebirth and its backup card Malakir Mire are extremely strong mono black cards so the front half of it is one black for an instant choose target creature you lose two life until end of turn that creature gains mm. when this creature dies return to the battlefield tapped and it's under control yep, great card the back side of it is Malakir Mire enters the battlefield tapped and then you can add for black so for me, I think the reason why this is more of a standard than a staple is this, you have to have a creature that you care about in the deck to where this card gets its value, right? Unless you're trying to do like some bizarre yeah, I mean, political. Even move. still, it comes in as a land as, as worst yeah. case scenario. Like 
I would. I, I, I agree. Would, I would put this as teetering on a staple. Teetering. It's it's right it's right down the middle for me, right? Like people won't like it that the that the mana Especially that the backside of it comes into place tap. But for me, it's like you are always going to have a creature when you're playing these colors, your commander or otherwise, that for one mana, you would want to get back to the battlefield after it gets killed. Not now, to be fair, not exiled, destroyed, or Mr. Combo FMA murdered. Mm, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, to me, that's why it's not a staple because... It has to like you have to have creatures that not that you want to be able to recur for one mana um, to eat that slot. But this has been a card that I've been really hot on recently. I've been slotting them in the more and more decks. Um, just seems like it's got a lot of value and not a perfect fit in every single deck that's out there. I, it's fantastic. If you ask me again, teetering on staple to me because it is modal where you get either a mana fix if you need it in a pinch. And or you get a one costed instant that saves your commander. And most people build around their commander. If you don't, it's a weird deck. Honestly, you're just paying a lot more money than you probably need to to make a deck. You could probably pick a better commander and do the same thing. But this card is a banger. If it was at sorcery speed, yeah. Nah. Yeah, it's not near. If, if it was at sorcery speed, it's not near as good. Yeah. Two life? Who gives a shit? Exactly. Mr. Combo, your thoughts? Yeah, it's, I, I think that's why it's fine as your slimy, because in theory, I'm going to say, go out on the limb and say 90% of commander decks are built with the uh, commander in mind. Right. I would, I would uh, say, yeah. No one ever just says, uh, no, unless you're crazy and you're like single Aaron <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to do mono white Brea or mono black Brea. Sure. Uh, and then it's like, ah, your commander doesn't really matter at that point. Uh -huh. But most people are going to build with their commanders in mind and they want to protect them. And this it, this is a card where you could even if even if you have it in your opening hand, you could still keep it because if you miss your land drop on turn three or four, you can at least play it as exactly. a land. But then even if it sits in your hand the entire game, it's like having a counter spell or Teferi's protection. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Anything that is a protect me from the negative stuff that's happening, you're cool holding that card up the entire yeah. game until the right time that you need it. Would I put it in a deck? Maybe I might. I'm, that would be one that maybe I would consider for my mono black deck. Oh, it's a slam uh, and cut out a snow covered. Yeah, it's swamp. a slam. a slam dunk uh, in that deck. Your mono black deck. It's out not here a slam tonight. dunk in the yes, deck. Yes, it absolutely uh, is. The, <laughs> no, it's not because it's not because the only thing I care about in that deck is my right. Commander. So you're telling uh, everything exactly else comes why, back. That's, that's why I'm saying you you cut a swamp for the value of keeping your commander around without having to recast it for seven. And or having a swap. Okay, all right. So Mr. Combo gave Mr. Combo gave the um, ringing the bell gesture, which means that he can't argue anymore. So he will pass the turn. Uh, Squee, correct. Squee, what would you? Uh, Squee, what is your second card? I'm hoping it's slimy. Oh my god, I am just, I am in awe. Dark ritual and Malachi rebirth just got shat on for some reason i do not understand Jesus, whatever dark ritual my ass. dark ritual my ass too i've been Watch i've been heard i've been, I've been heard your ass is a bit of a dark ritual in and of itself mr combo <laughs> <laughs> well yeah people worship it <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice all right all right all right all right, all right, all right. I'm going to here. This one's actually pretty far down on the totem pole because it costs so much damn mana. But in Garuk's wake is what I wanted to talk about. Oof. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Seven colorless, I mean, two black, not a staple because it's nine mana. Um, is a standard, however, in colors that run black because it's a phenomenal board wipe. So it reads sorcery at a rare. Destroy all creatures you don't control and all planeswalkers you don't control, which is... In a board wipe, all you could ask for, like, doesn't touch your own stuff, just touches everybody else. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's situationally hard to play because it costs nine mana, and you're going to have to work pretty hard to get that out there. But usually I, I run this as a staple because in the end of the game, once there's a bunch of creatures out, things have happened, people stalled out for a little bit, everybody's been playing lands as they draw them. I've used this a lot more than I thought I ever would when I've had it in a deck. And maybe it's turn five, turn six, let's say. There's a lot of creatures on the board. Somebody else is popping off. You pop your Dark Ritual. Then you play an Ingaruk's Wake. 
destroy everybody else's shit and win the game. Just a thought. That's just a thought. But uh, I, I like I, this yeah. card. I think it's a staple. It's definitely not a standard, but it's something Wait, to always flip, look at. Flip that. You think this is a standard, not a staple? Correct. Yes. Um, and before we go any further, I'm not going to do it with an accent or anything. I do really like the flavor text on this because it sounds like my kind of neo duar style. Beyond pain, beyond obsession and wild despair, there lies a place of twisted power only the most tormented souls can reach. Hmm. Mr. Combo, your thoughts? Uh... I can't, I can't put it in the standard category only because we've talked about multiple times on this cast in the alternate universe where nine mana should win you the game. <clears throat> I run this card in my Jota deck because I can cheat it out for five and it doesn't win me the game. It, it just delays. So I think if you're in a deck that has tons of creatures, uh, you know, something that's black and making tokens, mm -hmm. then I think this maybe could be in that standard category where it's like, okay, you should absolutely run it in all of those decks. I just uh, I look at this and it's like Cyclonic Rift is two less mana and gets all permanents bounce back to hand like that's yeah, pretty great. It's also blue. Um, yeah, I understand, but you know we're talking about mana costs, or at least I am, um, and just nine mana to me expropriate. You know, is another nine mana card that warps the game way more than Gorgix also, also blue. <laughs> uh, I think it yeah. has. I think it has a, a place. Um, it's just not not a standard because I think there's other board wipes that probably do a little bit more. The, but I mean, how much does the card cost dollars wise? It has to be cheap, right? Cents. Yeah, yeah, it's next to nothing. Yeah, and like so the next I, I thing think, I would I see is damnation, obviously. But that's but Mr. Combo, we're not talking about budget here, are we? That's what you always tell me whenever we bring it up. We're talking about budget now. Correct. Well, you, you have to let me talk, and then maybe you'll hear the the whole sentence. So I think this card could be a standard for people if you are on that mm. budget. But I think, you know, if you're just, if money's not really what you're thinking of, I don't know. I wouldn't, I mean, like I said, I have it in one deck. Uh, but granted, I also only run Damnation in one deck because I'm not a humongous fan of that. I'd rather do other board wipes that I won't mention just in case other people talk about them because mm -hmm. uh, Black does have some bangers. There's, a, there's, another, there's another nine mana pretty intensive win con that i think it draws an interesting comparison to this but i don't want to talk about that either mr combo your second card all right so this one technically could be considered slimy because of the financial investment you would have to make to get the card oh boy uh back when i got this card i got it for 80 dollars, and that was just oh, two years ago Lord. it is now 340 dollars yeah, no was, like, was that two yeah. uh, jesus Yogmoth's Will oh, God, is yeah. one that I think is a black standard. And there is an alternate version of this in the uh, creature that basically does Yogg's Will. Um, I can't remember which that one's called. Uh, Magus of the Will. Tuck? There we go. Um, so that, that that's, you know, if you can't afford Yogmoth's Will, this does, that card does literally the same hey, thing. Hey, on a dime, $238 if you want a damaged copy. So Yagmoth's Wills, two colorless black. It's a sorcery uh, from Urza Saga. Um, funny enough, it's only in 3% of all EDH red decks that <laughs> Shock, run black. Surprise. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it basically states, until end of turn, you may play cards in your graveyard as though they were in your hand. Cards put into the graveyard this turn are removed from the game instead. So the reason I think this is a black standard is because this allows you to reuse creatures, enchantments, sorceries, instants. It does not matter what the card is out of your graveyard. Um, a lot of times in a color, stuff that interacts with the graveyard is creature specific. It mm -hmm. is instant sorcery specific. Right. It's going to be artifact specific. Yep. This at least allows you to do everything. And it says play, not cast. So you can do a land out of there for your land for turn. So it could do so many things. And I think it's a broad enough card that if, you had one um, and your play group is okay with you play testing because you own a copy as I am with ours um, then you know there's a valid argument you could put this in most decks that have black and it's color identity now there will be some that you don't need Yogg's Will in there you know you could think of your Marin decks your Carador sure. decks your Shirai mm -hmm. decks I would say any of the decks that are very heavy with the graveyard you probably have enough effects that do this you don't need the card but you know when I'm thinking my Atraxa deck uh, my for Planeswalkers I'm thinking my um, Kalia deck those are decks that it's like you know what I could actually probably run 
Yogg's will, and it would probably help me out quite a bit. So I think this would be my second mono black standard that Tuck would call slimy purely because of the price point. I, uh, I think it's slimy just because of the mana price that you have to deal with in this. Um, it's three. Well, no, I know this card is three, but you have to have a huge amount of setup mana to play a bunch of cards from your graveyard in one fell swoop. So say, for example, you don't have mm. 15 mana available or 10 mana available, then you have to have a very specific set of cards, which you would probably demonic, diabolic, or whatever tutor you want to use, figure out how to play and get into your graveyard and do this. But to me, in best case scenario, you play Yogmoth's Will for three, you return a land to the battlefield. That means it costs two. But then you're just playing the same card. So unless you have one card in your graveyard, say it's a six, seven, eight mana cost game winner, that's great. If it's not, then you got to play a succession of cards and you're going to have to have a lot of mana available to do so. So that's why I think this card is slimy. I do think it is a very solid pick as a black standard. However, if you're running a black deck that is probably leaning towards the budget side of things, you probably don't have enough mana to do something super impactful unless it's just pristine on what's in your graveyard. Duck, what about you? This is a tough one for me because I can understand the value of it. And we've seen how explosive a card like this can be in the Underworld Breach that came out in the last year or so and uh, has skyrocketed in price. It was like a buck. Now it's over six. So I think Yagmoth's Will is an interesting card because a lot of times the way black decks win is you cast like the Torment of Hellfires X, Y, and Z that we had even talked about sure. in here, right? So a lot of times if like that got binned, three mana might be able to get you the next one. The way I look at Yagmoth's Will is like, this is like a value engine, right? Like you get an untimely bird wipe, mm -hmm. you get an untimely um, uh, discard your hand, you know, like a wheel into a hole breach or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that if this card was $5, you would see it in way more decks. So I do agree. I think this is a very solid card in black. I do believe that the price is prohibitive. If you're looking for a bargain um, and maybe a Yagmoth's bargain, if you will, Oh my! You can get it in gold bordered. Okay. Um, no, I have. I have two quick questions. You could just here. go get two quick questions. Well, hold on. Or you could just go get Magus of the Wheel for thirty-three. Very cents. also true. So That's, to Tuck's yeah. point, if you're if you're stuck on the money side of it, we're not just talking deck construction. There then are there are other options. Literally does the same thing. Okay, never mind. One question, one statement. I believe this is a suitor or pseudo tutor. That's hard to say. Um, if you were to ask me, this is a tutor, you know what you have in your graveyard and you use this to tutor it out of your graveyard Two, Mr. Cabo brought up something earlier. This is only in 3% of decks on EDH rec. I would love to know the percentage of how many cards have been printed in the past versus how many decks are created to see what is the maximum possible decks this could even be in because there's a saga is a limited printing and there sure. is a good chance that it could not be in a lot of decks just because there aren't that many available. It's also on the reserve yeah, list. Yeah, you have to remember, EDH rec doesn't take into account real life decks, just people yeah, brewing sure, online. Yeah. And I think to that point, Magus of the Will is in 0% of EDH rec decks. It's only in 1,000 decks out of 289,000. Mm, right. So people just aren't using this effect, which is shocking to me because it is such a good effect. All right, moving right along. So this actually does make sense as my greasy pick um, because it slid into the place of almost every Phyrexian Arena I own. So if you guys are in the Phyrexian Arena market, Big Tuck is your man. Um, <laughs> this is a card that nine times out of 10, in my opinion, is gonna be an easy three for one and even better ratios than that. So I feel that if you're running black, a mono black card that's gonna get you where you're going is Siphon Mind. Three colorless and a black for a sorcery. Each other player discards a card. You draw a card for each card discarded this way. Um, quick preface, I am out on Phyrexian Arena. I'm pretty sure I've cut them from almost every deck I own, except for maybe one or two, but since tapped out's a real pile of shit, I don't honestly know. Uh, <laughs> and I keep getting surprised. But for me, the reason why Phyrexian Arena and the likes, I, unless you get them early, and we've talked about this before, I think on the cast, 
you, you don't get the value out of them, right? If you play a turn five Phyrexian Arena, you're gonna draw two cards for three, right? So the reason why Siphon Mind, and there's a bunch of these, there's, there's three cards that come off the top of my head at this mana that will net you at least, well, that will net you up to three cards. The reason why I like Siphon Mind so much is, is because best case scenario, you're, you, everyone's losing a card, you're gaining three cards, right? Which is a six card shift for four mana, which is even better than like Necological or all these other cards that we've been talking about recently. Worst case scenario is that this is never even a dead draw, right? Maybe one person's holding on to the best cards and they have like lands or something like that. No matter what, you're thinning someone's hand. Um, and unless in normal EDH games that we've been playing recently, I don't know if it's because people are getting wise to it or whatever, but it's most of the games I've been playing, it's been pretty much like four players or three players throughout the majority of the game. And then like one person gets knocked off off of bad combat or whatever. So for me, Siphon Mine is a much better card than Phyrexian Arena and will net you a lot every time you cast it in black colors. And it's $2. Oof. Price doesn't matter, man. Um, it only matters. It only matters on the reserve list and when you own one, huh, Mister Combo? I, I'll, I'll tell you. In yes, my sir. opinion, this is also dripping. Um, I love the discard aspect of it. Yes, but if you're using this as a draw card engine, I hate that. I. It's just so situational because just like you said with Phyrexian Arena you draw a late game maybe you have less opponents when you draw this late game yeah you get a couple discards but your draw value goes down every time an opponent gets knocked out so I I I don't know if I'm on board I will just tell you this that every time I've cast this card I've drawn three cards Mr. Combo your thoughts so where I go with Siphon Mind, unfortunately, and I hate saying it, I kind of agree with Squee. Um, it pains me to say <laughs> you so. You guys are out of your, you guys are uh, out of your minds. The, no, no, you, you have to let me finish. The, the reason I'm against it, though, it's not because I'm thinking like 4D chess like he is. Like later in the game, you have less opponents, that's less card draw. Like I'm not getting to that level yet. Where I look at this card, and I'm not a fan of it, is... And we just talked about it with my second pick with Yogg's Will. A lot of people nowadays are using graveyards as their second hand. So in your mind, if part of this benefit is that it's a six card swing, might actually not be a six card swing. You actually might just be enabling someone to get their combo off quicker. Um, and I mean, we talked about it with Tomer on uh, Bruising Builds this last Saturday. And, you know, we even kind of talked about how there are a lot of decks that actually have graveyard synergies that you don't even realize have sure, graveyard right, synergies. Right. And like we brought up like my Karametra deck, totally not a graveyard deck. It just accidentally has graveyard synergies in it that are very, very powerful. So that's where Siphon Mind worries me because I, if we're talking about standards, not fun, uh, we're talking standards. Sure. Standards should be cards that don't necessarily have the potential to enable your opponents to advance their game state as well. And I feel like this is a card that I'm going to call it 80% of the time you sit down at a table, it's probably going to benefit someone at some point. Uh, I'm going to call it that you guys are both wrong. And uh, this card is bonkers. Oh, Mr. Combo, <laughs> what is your last card to discuss tonight? <laughs> All right. So this one is what Tuck would call sweaty. Ooh. Um, I really, very I really like this card though. Now I, I will say I don't put it in a ton of decks because I'm a bigger fan of murder. I'm not talking about murder, uh, but I think tragic slip is actually a mono black standard, especially with how many indestructible stuff is out there. Like we just talked yeah. about in 40 life at a dash. So tragic slip, single black, it's in 4% of all decks that run black. Uh, it's an instant, it's a common, so you can get them dirt cheap. Uh, target creature gets negative one, negative one until end of turn, but it has morbid, mm -hmm. and it's an effect that you don't see ever anymore. I like morbid. That creature actually gets negative 13, negative 13 <laughs> until end of turn. Instead, if a creature died this turn, creatures die all the time and commander. Yep. Yep. Super easy for it to happen. Um, and that negative 13, negative 13 takes out Eldrazi's for sure. and everything sure. below. Uh, I think the only thing it doesn't take out is the crab and uh, Draco. <laughs> what? Yeah, Draco. Or, yeah. Uh, what's Phyrexian Dreadnought? Like 12 12? 
Sorry, Draco. Yeah, Draco's a 9-9. Frexton Dreadnought's 100% a 12-12. So it gets both of them. Actually, okay. actually, actually. Yeah. Uh, so really, I yeah. think it's just that crab, that 0-17. Yeah, on cast, this is actually the best response to Draco or to Dreadnought because they have to sacrifice other creatures no matter what. They're like, all right, mm -hmm. zap you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really like this card. I think you could find a home for this as a removal in every deck or just about all decks that run black. Now, granted, this just kind of like Tux is situational on your opponents sure. where I think Siphon Mind could potentially advance your opponent's board states. Tragic Slips, maximum effectiveness is really if you have someone who's an aristocratic yeah. type player or someone who's like always swinging in and letting their tokens die, that's where Tragic Slips gonna hit its ceiling mm -hmm. and be the best. Um, it will have a very, very low floor, but in mono black card to have a single mana to possibly kill yeah. an indestructible, I think is very powerful and should be. I'm, I'm definitely. No, I, I, I like this. I agree I like with you on the, a lot. I agree with you on the greasy thing with it. My only rebuttal is I have had this card in so many decks, and it's always been cut for something along the lines of like uh, better murders, like hero, Murder. like hero's downfall or something like that. That's just like that's just like a little bit more consistent. This is a card that I really, I am with you. Like, I always want this card to work for one mana, right? Um, and maybe it's just because I've been too scared of the possible. But that's why I, I, I completely agree with you. This card's amazing for one mana, right? But it is a little greasy because of the other stipulations that tie into it. You mean so sweaty? I think, I, I, or so, thank you very much. It is creepy. It is, what I say, sweecy. This is definitely Easy. a sweaty card. It's definitely dripping. Um, and and I am 100% on board with you, Mr. Combo, and your evaluation of it. You know what? In solidarity with Mr. Combo, I don't even think this is dripping. I would call this greasy myself. Well, not in it. Okay, slimy. I'll, I'll put this into slimy. I like this. Oh, okay, uh, there you go. That's like getting ahead of ourselves here. That's like getting crazy. Yeah, I don't want to get crazy, but it's one black. Yeah, this, this isn't a demonic tutor, for <laughs> yeah, goodness yeah. sake. It, it's super cheap. It's an instant speed card. It is removal that gets around indestructible, which I think is not to be overlooked. So you can put an equipment or a badass, whatever the hell you want on your creature. It gets neg 13, 13 and still dies. I like that a lot. This is, this has a little bit more modality than I think the card really reads sure. at the surface. Um, and the other point that I have, especially because you're running black and black is very good at sacrificing creatures, running graveyard type of stuff there's a good chance that you have something on your board in case you need to remove a large creature. You can sack mm. a little token or a pest or whatever you need sure. to do to have a creature die this turn to get the negative 13, 13. So I think this could be, if you play it the right way, a slimy standard. Sure. Dig it. All right. Squeeze keys. Hitting the slopes. Take us home. What uh -huh. is your last pick Ooh. for mono black standards? All right, I really like squeeze or squeeze skis. By the way, I want to make some squeeze skis so people can ride down the slopes on squee. Oh, that sounds awful. In um, the slopes. Oh God, here we go. Uh, so I, I'm gonna take a bath on this one. I'm almost guaranteed, but uh, it, it's a very popular card. It's a common. It, it's running a lot of different black decks, and I really like the mechanic of it because it is in black. It's Gary Gray Merson, or sorry, Gray Merchant oh, of Okay. Uh, so I think this is very sweaty because obviously this doesn't work in every single deck that runs black. Maybe you aren't doing a graveyard theme. Maybe you don't have a lot of ways to recur it and really abuse its powers. But that being said, and it costs five mana, which I don't, I'm not in love with. Uh, so it's a creature zombie. It's a common when gray merchant of asphodel enters the battlefield each opponent loses x life where x is your devotion to black and you gain life equal to the life lost this way it's a two four um so this could be really 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 good in certain black decks and just useless in other ones uh this could be really really good in some decks that run black but useless in other decks that run black which is why i'm putting this as a standard because i think sure. it it fairly it, it fairly well has a place in the majority of decks that run black but i don't think that it should be in all of them and that's also why i picked this as my sweaty pick yeah, and it's got it's it, it. You really need. I I agree with you. I think this card is like a big finisher in a lot of decks. You mm -hmm. the the more colors you run outside of black, like three, four, five colors, this card yeah. becomes infinitely worse. So, yeah, but be I focused. think if you're. 
Yeah, I think if you're playing like heavy black, heavy black two colors, this card is a real swinger for you. Yeah, I think where I'm at with it is, I think your assessment's correct. I just think it's not a standard because you can't, I don't even think you can make an argument that it could show up in a three, four or five color deck. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say, obviously mono black, we don't have to discuss that. Yes, yeah, right, right, right. Auto but two color, I even think two color is fine because like I run that in my Greven deck sure. purely because like, oh, it'll probably drain you for like four or five and then I'll gain that life, but then I have a sack outlet, and then maybe I have a way to recur right, it. Right, right. Maybe you can make an argument it works in Yarok. Mm -hmm. That's a stretch three color yeah, because okay. of the blink and the double ETB effect. Like there's an argument. I, yes, had. yes, agreed. Um, but I, I think it's one of those, it's one of those cards that mono black and two color, it's a standard three color and above it's a hundred percent dependent yes. on the commander yeah, yeah. if the commander yeah, yeah. has a way to abuse it not even abuse it just use it to make it more effective because you're probably only going to get gary's pips maybe <laughs> one right, or yeah. two other permanents <laughs> and that's it uh so i do agree it's an amazing card i just i don't know if i could put it as a standard purely because three four and five color it's yeah. almost a non-conversation yeah, sure. Um, unlike, and I hate to say this, Siphon Mind, you could at least argue maybe, you know, it could work in a five color deck because it does do a function. Um, so I think that's where I'm at with it. I, but I do think if we're just talking mono black standards or two color black standards, you have to have that's, a Gary. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful. Look, look, and even if that you was much the better than the it, bath I was expecting to take here when I brought that card up. So I am I am on board with. Well, that. it's a win. It's a winner in like half of mono black decks I've ever existed. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we only got two more colors left this year, guys. In uh, excuse me. I believe we have three. Red and green? Colorless? We're doing colorless? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I, guess, All right. I guess you're both correct because colorless that's, is not a color by the name. That's uh, gonna be that's gonna be a Christmas episode, but we still got we got a lot to mull over and we we these are on the docket. And these are being scheduled, so thank you guys. There was this was I a heated all the one. Boxes and black lotus. This was uh, a heat. This was a heated one. So we'll figure that out when we come. Time to kick it back over to Mr. Combo, our wonderful host. Well, that's gonna wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the weather label. Welcome back to the weather Lab report. Coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper Five. I'm Squee McGee. Orzov is the flavor today. Ikoria is the set that we may pick a card from. Ooh. So we're talking about General Kudro of Duranith. So oh, it's a mythic. Get out! Get out your diabetes. Good old Lisa. Get, get out your diabetes medicine <laughs> immediately. Uh, I guess I should probably name this General Kudro Smelly Cat of the Draineth. So legendary oh. creature, a human soldier. So other humans you control get plus one plus one whenever General Kudro Draineth or another human enters the battlefield under your control exile target card from an opponent's graveyard and then it has two sacrifice two humans destroy target creature with power four or greater so three three i mean I, I, it's pretty clear human it. tribal i do like the amount of removal that comes built in with the commander here as well and then i also do like exiling crap from people's graveyards because that just man that that pisses people off and it, it, as Mr. Combo alluded to in the last segment here in What's the Plane Chase, Graveyard is becoming more and more useful to commander decks, and people are using it a lot more than they used to. So being able to spot remove, get rid of other stuff, very helpful in a lot of different games where people rely on those cards to be there. And mm -hmm. it only costs three mana to get out of the board, which, I, again, I, I still love that. I don't like expensive commanders. I like stuff that you can get going early and kind of get your engine ahead of the game, if it were. Orzov, Orzov humans is just Mardu humans without one color. So what are you? Ooh, what are you? <laughs> the worst color in magic, some would argue. Uh, so what are you really missing? Well, 
I'll tell you what we're really missing. The first card, Etchings of the Chosen. So, this card's incredible! <laughs> yeah! One colorless, and then a white and a black. It's an enchantment. It's an uncommon. What set is that from Modern Masters? That's, oh, no, that's Modern Horizons, my friend. Mr. Modern Combo Horizon. can tell you Sorry, all about Mr. this Combo's one. favorite set. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Modern Horizons. So, as in... Or sorry, as etchings of the chosen enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures you control of the chosen type gets plus one plus one. Probably gonna name humans. And then humans. one colorless. Sacrifice a creature of the chosen type. Target creature you control gains indestructible till end of turn. No good. Yikes. That's an uncommon. Yikes. If you're running, if you're running tribals, uh, this is a single Aeron special. If you're running, I mean. Go I was ahead. gonna say, if you're running tribal in these colors, it's this immediate slam dunk. Yeah, I th I think it's super interesting how this is in two colors, so you think it would really restrict the amount of decks it can mm. run in. It's still in five percent of decks that run white. No and black. way. And I think the fact the fact that this is a tribal card. And uh, hell, Magus of the Will is in less decks. This is about seven thousand decks. Magus of the Will is in less decks than this, and it's a single color. And I would argue more powerful than this. So I think that shows how great this card is. Yes. is that it's tribal, so you already narrowed down the marketplace. It's in two colors, yep. narrowing down the marketplace even yep. further. And it's not even green, which green has a lot of tribal right. stuff because yes. elves. A lot of people like to run right. elves. It doesn't have red, which is usually goblins. We're talking white and black so that's zombies humans humans uh, this one sees this, um, this one any, is any other spirits? obscure tribal yeah you know, like they're the one the one yeah. that i've seen this do complete work in is like whatever that uh esper fairy is the precon or the brawl deck where yeah where oh, she creates yeah. fairy tokens yes Aluna, thank you uh this one does bonkers in there all right well let's move on a little bit most of this stuff is pretty utility here, and generally when you're running white, you need utility. So let's talk about a black card that's going to help everybody. Well, not everybody, but just me. Species Specialist. So two colorless, oh, two yeah. black creature, human warrior. It's a rare. As Species Specialist enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever a creature of the chosen type dies, you may draw a card. We I mean, you, There's so much value built into this card just being on the board because let's say for example you're having a bad game you don't have a lot of humans out there you can play this and you're playing somebody like reese yeah i brought it up this time <laughs> uh, oh damn it you're playing reese i got a hundred elves on the board you'd pick elves and whenever an elf dies you draw a card if you want to you don't have to just pick yeah. your own cards you can pick your human tribal you can pick somebody else's tribal whatever is going on at the time Bang it's it. it's insane it's insane it's insanely strong. We talked about this during my my Mardu humans deck um, a while ago. One of the better cards printed that has human on it, in my opinion. So yeah, immediate yeah. slam dunk. Ready to, ready to run off to the races with it. Man, completely agree. All right, champion of the parish is what we're talking about next. One <laughs> creature, human soldier. It's a rare. Whenever another human oh, enters the battlefield under control, put a 1-1 counter on Champion of Paris. It's a 1-1. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Pretty meat and potatoes, but yeah, we're trying to play humans here. We want to get a big I think human that's going to feed the, into our other stuff as well. This was a card I really wanted to work in my Mardu deck, but again, I think if you're cutting out the red, you're narrowing down the human pool so much that right. this card's probably quite good. Yeah. Um, you know, well, also early game, it's just very useful. Like yeah. if I draw this first hand, I get excited because I know guaranteed I'm getting a counter from my commander and ideally I'm going to have more humans in my hand or the ability to play more humans within the next couple of turns. So this could be an early type of swing card where maybe you see a threat and you want to get rid of them. You can use this card to help you do that. Exactly. So again, in this, uh, in Mardu human decks, I think this one's kind of outclassed because you have more options, but in this deck, I think this is probably an all-star. Yep. All right. One more. Awesome. An enchantment. Uno Moss. Uno Moss. The newest card of the bunch. Also, I mean, hell, if we're if we're talking about Etchings of the Chosen being a good one, I think this one is a good one as well because it's a little bit cheaper. It's not quite as modal, but Rally the Ranks. So one colorless and a white enchantment yeah. from Kaldheim. As Rally of the Ranks enters the battlefield, you choose a creature type again, humans, whatever you want. Uh, creatures you control of the Chosen type gets plus one, plus one. 
it, it's just a simple yeah. across the board buff for all the stuff that you're trying to play all the creatures including your commander uh and, and if i'm doing my math correctly here i believe that takes your commander out of lightning bolt range so oh <laughs> I'm gonna, let me let me crunch let me crunch the numbers real quick uh yes i think it works he's out of shock he's out of lightning bolt he's not out of magma blast though <laughs> anyways this this is a, a a very good card it's an enchantment it's not the easiest to get rid of it's dirt cheap to play you can put this out early game not have a problem having any any sort of ramp issues trying to get other cards out while you play this is not one that stalls a whole turn of yours ideally and and it just buffs everything you have so and and help i'm gonna do it nobody's gonna remove this thing yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna see that there's no way yeah not a chance in the world so i mean if you're if you're looking to play a middle of the run humans deck where you're gonna have some fun with it play some some good standards I, i really just tried to focus on cards that i think help human tribal and or any type of tribal in white and black um and all of them are are pretty damn cheap like it's not it's not hard to find these cards it's not hard to to come across and run these so yeah they're they're around uh, yeah i I think this deck could be fun i don't think it's going to be an absolute banger i think it's middle of the road at best but at the same rate you know how tribal can pop off. You can you can just have a good game, get going early, and nobody has any answers. No, no one's removed it. Yeah. So, uh, with that, I'll kick it back to the Action Four News Desk with Mister Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level One Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders at levelonegameshop.com. Another way to support your new team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With four tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. Of course, don't forget about our new patron rewards. As long as you're a squeeze choir and above every quarter, and for you non-business folk, that'd be every three months, uh, you will be getting a uh, couple random patron-exclusive RK post tokens. Uh, So that's a new little benefit. And... If you refer anyone to join our patron community, a.k.a. The Collective, we will give you free swag. Just make sure they send us a message on Patreon saying that you uh, suggested that they join, and we'll send you some stuff. And of course, we do have our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. You can go buy anything you need on there. Uh, you can buy playmat sleeves, but you can't buy my dignity. Mm. I'm kidding. You absolutely can't. I'll say for a million bucks, you can, you can buy a squeeze. T- no problem. We already talked about the $500 CMD Tower uh, tattoo uh, offer I have out there. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. Another way you can communicate directly with the team is on Twitter, at cmdtower, at Number 5 all spelled out except for the 5, at DearSquee, at BigTuckTweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good humans. Ooh. 